Welcome to the Altrusian Grace Media Podcast. My name is Matthew Schmitz, and I'm your host. Altrusian Grace Media focuses on occult, esoteric, and spiritual texts narrated in creative audiobook fashion. Here you will also find my original musical works, which sometimes accompany the text. If you enjoy my work, please follow and like the podcast and possibly leave a comment if you so choose. Also, make sure to visit me on YouTube and Bandcamp and consider joining my Patreon. All these links and more, as well as the description of the show you're about to listen to, are in the show notes for this episode. Again, welcome, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Book 7 O Rhodes, thou art unhappy, for first thee, thee will I mourn, and thou shalt be the first of cities, and first shalt thou be destroyed, bereft of men, but of the means of life not wholly destitute. And thou shalt sail Delos, and be unstable on the water, Cyprus, a billow of thy gleaming sea, shall sometime thee destroy. Thee, Sicily, the fire that burns within thee shall consume nor heed God's terrible and foreign water. Noah, sole fugitive from all men came. Earth shall float, hills float, and even sky shall float. Everything shall be water, and all things shall be destroyed by waters. And the winds shall stand still, and the second age shall be. O Phrygia, first shalt thou flame from the crest of the water, and first in impiety thou shalt deny God himself courting favor with false gods, which shall utterly destroy thee, wretched one, while many years roll round. The hapless Ethiopians under pain, suffering things lamentable, shall by swords be smitten whilst they crouch upon the ground. Rich Egypt, never caring for her corn, which Nihilus by his seven swimming streams intoxicates, shall in intestine strife destroy and thence men unexpectedly shall drive out Apis, not the god for men. Alas, alas, Laodicea, thou, not ever seeing God, shalt lie, bold one, and over thee shall dash a wave of Lysis. He himself who is born the mighty God, who shall work many signs, shall through heaven hang an axle in the midst, and place for men a mighty terror to be seen on high, measuring a column with a mighty fire whose drops shall slay the races of mankind that have dared evils. But a common lord there shall at some time be, and then shall men propitiate God, but shall not make an end of fruitless sorrows. And through David's house shall all things come to pass, for God himself gave him the power and put it in his hand. Under his feet shall sleep his messengers, and some shall kindle fires, and some shall make rivers appear, and some shall rescue towns and some shall send forth winds. But furthermore, a grievous life shall come upon many men, entering their souls and changing human hearts. But when a new shoot shall, out of a root, put forth eyes, the creation, which to all once gave abundant food, and it shall with the times be full. But when others shall rule, a tribe of warlike Persians, bride chambers straightway shall be terrible because of lawless deeds. For her own son will mother have his husband, 
son will be the ruin of his mother, and with sire shall daughter lie down, and shall put to sleep this foreign law. But to them afterwards shall Roman Ares flash from many a spear, and they shall mix much land with human blood. But then a chief of Italy shall flee from the force of the spear, but they shall leave upon the land a lance inscribed with gold, which as the signal ensign of their rule the foremost fighters carry constantly. And it shall be when evil and ill-starred Ilius shall piteously compete for all a tomb, not marriage, then shall brides weep sore, because they knew not God, but always gave by kettle drums and cymbals boisterous sound. Consult the oracle, O Colophon, for a great fearful fire hangs over thee, ill-wedded Thessaly. The earth no more shall see thee, nor thy ashes, and alone escaping from the mainland thou shalt swim. Thus, O thou wretched one, shalt thou of war be melancholy refuse, having fallen by swiftly flowing rivers and by swords. And thou, O wretched Corinth, shalt receive around thyself stern Ares, hapless one, and ye shall perish one upon another. Tyre, thou unhappy, shalt be left alone, for, made a widow by the feebleness of pious men, thou shalt be brought to naught. Ah, Kale Syria, the Phoenician men, the last hold upon whom the briny sea of Beritus, disgorging, is poured forth. O wretched one, thou didst not know thy God, who once in the month of Jordan washed himself, and the Spirit spread his wings in flight before him, who before the earth and starry heaven was actual word begotten by his Father, and by the Holy Spirit donning flesh he quickly flew unto his Father's house, and for him three towers did the mighty heaven establish, in which dwell God's noble guides, hope, piety, and reverence much desired, not having in gold or in silver joy, but in the reverential acts of men, both sacrifices and most righteous thoughts. And thou shalt sacrifice to the immortal and mighty God, August, not melting grains of frankincense and fire, nor with the sword slaying the shaggy-haired lamb, but with all who bear thy blood, take wild fowls, offer prayer, and fixing eyes on heaven, send them away. And thou shalt sprinkle water on pure fire, having cried, As the Father did beget thee, the word, Father, I sent forth a bird, swift messenger of words with holy waters, besprinkling thy baptism, O word, through which thou didst make thyself manifest in fire. Thou shalt not shut thy door, when there shall come a stranger unto thee in need to curb his hunger which comes from his poverty. But taking hold of that man, sprinkle him with water, and pray thrice. And to thy God do thou thus cry, I do not long for wealth. A suppliant I once publicly received, a suppliant. Father, thou provider, hear. When thou hast prayed, thou shalt give unto him. And the man went away thereafter. Do not afflict me, holy fear of God and righteous, as to birth pure, unenslaved, attested. Do thou, O Father, make my wretched heart stand still. To thee have I looked unto thee, the undefiled whom hands did not produce. Sardinia, weighty now, thou shalt be changed to ashes. Thou shalt be no more an isle, when the tenth time shall come. Amid the waves shall sailors seek thee, when thou art no more and over thee shall kingfishers wail sad dirge. Rugged Mygdonia, beacon of the sea, 
hard to get out of. Ages shalt thou boast, and unto ages shalt be all destroyed, with a hot wind and rave with many woes. O Celtic land, on mountain range so great, beyond impassable Elb, the deep sand shall altogether bury. Thou shalt give tribute no more, nor corn, nor pasturage. And thou from peoples ever far away shalt be all desolate and becoming thick with chill ice. Thou shalt for an outrage pay, which thou didst not perceive, unholy one. Stout-hearted Rome, thou to Olympus shalt flash lightning after Macedonian spears. But God shall make thee utterly unknown, when thou wouldst to the eye seem to remain much more firm. Then to thee such things I'll cry. Perishing thou shalt then cry out and boil in pain, a second time to thee, O Rome. Again a second time I am to speak. And now for thee, O wretched Syria, do I wail bitterly in pitying grief. O Thebans, ill-advised, an evil sound is over you while flutes speak out their tones. For you shall trumpet sound an evil sound, and ye shall see the entire land destroyed. Alas, alas for thee, thou wretched one. Alas, alas, thou evil-minded sea, thou shalt be wholly eaten up of fire, and people with thy brine shalt thou destroy. For there shall be such raging fire on earth as flows like water, and it shall destroy the whole land. It shall set the hills on fire, shall burn the rivers and exhaust the springs. The world shall be disordered whilst mankind are perishing. And then the wretched ones, burned badly, shall look unto heaven inwrought not with stars, but with fire. Not speedily shall they be made to perish, but dissolved from under flesh and burning in the spirit for age-long years. They shall know what God's law is always hard to put to test and not to be deceived. And then earth, seized by force, daring whatever God she did admit unto her altars, cheated, turned to smoke through the changed air, and they shall undergo much suffering who for gain shall prophesy shameful things, nourishing the evil time. And the Hebrews who put on the shaggy skins of sheep shall prove false, in which race obtained no portion by inheritance. But taking mere words over sorrows, they are misers, who shall change their course of life and not mislead the just, who through the heart all faithfully propitiate their God. But in the third lot of revolving years, eighth the first, shall another world appear, night shall be all, long and without light, and then shall pass around the dreadful stench of brimstone, messenger of homicides, when they shall be by night and hunger slain. Then a pure mind shall God beget in men, and shall the race establish as it was aforetime. Long shall not any one deep furrow cut with round plow, nor two oxen straight guiding dip the iron down, nor vines shall be, nor ears of corn, but all shall eat together dewy manna with white teeth. And then among them God shall also be, and he shall teach them as he has taught me, the sad one. For how many evil things I did with knowledge once, and many things heedless I also wickedly performed. Countless my couches, but no marriage bond was cared for, and I, all unfaithful, brought to all a savage oath. I turned away those in need, and among the foremost went into like glen, and minded not God's word. Therefore did fire consume me, and shall gnaw. For I shall not live always, but a time of evil shall destroy me, when for me 
Men shall beside the margin of the sea construct a tomb, and shall slay me with stones. For lying with my father, a dear son, did I present him. Smite me, smite me all, for thus shall I live and fix eyes on heaven. Book 8 God's declarations of great wrath to come in the last age upon the faithless world I make known, prophesying to all men according to their cities. From the time when the great tower fell and the tongues of men were parted into many languages of mortals, first was Egypt's royal power established, that of Persians and of Medes, and also of the Ethiopians and of Assyria and Babylon. Then the great pride of boasting Macedon. Then, fifth, the famous lawless kingdom last of the Italians shall show many evils unto all mortals and shall spend the toils of men of every land. And it shall lead the untamed kings of nations to the west, make laws for peoples and subject all things. Late do the mills of God grind the fine flour. Fire then shall destroy all things and give back to fine dust the heads of the high-leafed hills and of all flesh. First, cause of ills to all are covetousness and a lack of sense, for there shall be love of deceitful gold and silver, for then these did mortals choose not greater, neither light of sun nor heaven nor sea nor broad-backed earth, once all things grow, nor God who giveth all things of all things the Father, nor yet faith and piety chose they before them, of impiety a fount, and of disorder forward guide, an instrument of wars and foe of peace is lack of sense that sets at enmity parents and children. And along with gold shall marriage not be honorable at all. And the land shall have its borders and each sea its watchers craftily distributed to all those that have gold. For ages thus shall those who purpose to possess the land that feedeth many plunder laboring men, in order that, procuring larger space, they may enslave them by a false pretense. And if the huge earth from the starry heaven held not her throne far off, there had not been for men an equal light. But, bought with gold, it had belonged to rich men, and God must for poor men have prepared another world. There shall come to thee sometime from above a heavenly stroke deserved, O haughty Rome, and thou shalt be the first to bend thy neck and be raised to the ground, and thee shall fire destructive utterly consume cast down upon thy pavements, and thy wealth shall perish, and wolves and foxes dwell in thy foundations. And then shalt thou be wholly desolate, as if not born. Wear thy palladium then. What god shall save thee, whether wrought of gold or stone or brass? Or then, wear thy decrees of senate? Where shall be the race of Rhea, of Cronus, or of Zeus, and of all those whom thou didst worship? Demons without life, Images of the worn-out dead, whose tombs crete the ill-starred shall hold a cause of pride, and honor the unconscious dead with thrones. But when thou shalt have had voluptuous kings thrice five, enslaving the world from the east unto the west, there shall then a lord gray-headed, having name of the near sea, the world inspecting with a nimble foot, bringing gifts, 
having large amount of gold, and plundering hateful silver even more, and stripping it off, he shall pick it up, and he shall have part in all mysteries of Magian shrines, display his child as a god, abolish all things sacred, and disclose the ancient mysteries of deceit to all. Sad, then, the time when he himself, sad one, shall perish. And yet shall the people say, Thy mighty strength, O city, shall fall down, at once perceiving that the evil day is coming on, and thy most piteous fate foreseeing, fathers and young children then shall mourn together. They, alas, alas, shall wail beside the Tiber's lamentable banks. After him, at the latest day of all, shall three rule, filling out a name of God, the heavenly, of whom is the power both now and to all ages. One of them being old, the scepter long shall wield, most piteous king, who in his houses shall shut up and guard all the goods of the world, in order that, when from the utmost limits of the earth, that man, the matricidal fugitive, shall come again, he may bestow these things on all, and furnish Asia with great wealth. And then shalt thou mourn, and shalt put aside the luster of the broad-striped purple robe of thy commanders, and wear mourning dress, O haughty queen, offspring of Latin Rome, the glory of that arrogance of thine shall be for thee no longer, nor shalt thou, ill-fated, ever be raised up again, but shalt lie prostrate. For the glory also of eagle-bearing legions shall fall low. Where then thy power? What allied land shall be subjected by thy follies lawlessly? For then in all earth shall confusion be of mortals, when the Almighty shall himself to the tribunal come to judge the souls of the living and the dead and all the world. And parents shall not be to children dear, nor children to their parents, on account of their impiety and their distress unlooked for. Thine thenceforth shall gnashing be, and scattering in conquest, and when the fall of cities comes and yawnings of the earth. When a dragon, charged with fire in both his eyes, and with full belly shall come on the waves, and shall afflict thy children, and there be famine and war of kinsmen, near at hand is the end of the world and the last day and judgment of the immortal God for them that are approved and chosen. And there shall against the Romans first of all be wrath implacable, and there come a time of drinking blood and wretched course of life. Alas, alas for thee, thou reckless land, great barbarous nation! Thou didst not perceive whence naked and unworthy thou didst come to the sun's light, that to that place again naked thou mightiest withdraw and afterwards come unto judgment, as unjustly judging, with hands gigantic coming from on high alone through all the world thou shalt abide under the earth. By naphtha and asphalt and brimstone and much fire thou utterly shalt disappear and shalt be burning dust for ages, and each one who sees shall hear from Hades a great mournful bellowing and gnashing of teeth and thee noisily, beating with thine own hands thy godless breast. For altogether there is equal night, for rich and poor, and naked from the earth, naked again to earth, they haste away and cease from life when they complete their time. No slave is there, nor any land, nor tyrant, nor king, nor leader having much conceit, nor speaker learned in law, nor magistrate judging for money, nor do they pour out the blood of sacrifices and libations upon the altars. There sounds not a drum nor cymbal, 
nor perforated flute that has a power to madden mind itself, nor sound of pipe that, being the likeness of a crooked snake, nor trumpet, harsh-toned messenger of wars, nor those made drunken in the lawless feasts of revelry, nor in the choral dance, nor sound of harp, nor harmful instrument, nor strife, nor anger manifold, nor sword is with the dead, but an eternity common to all is keeper of the key of the great prison before God's judgment seat, with images of gold and silver and stone. Ye are ready, that unto the bitter day ye may come to see your first punishment, O Rome, and gnashing of teeth. And no more shall Syrian or Greek lay down his neck beneath thy servile yoke, nor foreigner, nor other nation. Plundered thou shalt be, and made to suffer what thou didst exact, and in fear wailing thou shalt give, until thou pay back all things, and thou for the world shalt be a triumph and reproach of all. Then shall the sixth race of the Latin kings and life at last and scepters leave behind from the same race another king shall reign, who shall rule every land and scepters wield. And having full power, and by the decrees of God most mighty, shall his children rule, and of unshaken children is his race. For thus it is decreed while time moves round, when there shall be of Egypt thrice five kings. Thereafter, when the limit of the time of the phoenix shall come round, there shall a race of peoples come to plunder, tribes confused, enemy of the Hebrews. Then shall Ares go plundering Ares, and he shall himself destroy the haughty threatening of the Romans. For Rome's power perished, then while in its bloom. An ancient queen with cities dwelling round, no longer shall the land of fertile Rome prevail, when out of Asia one shall come to rule with Ares, and when he has wrought all these things, to the city afterwards shall he come. And three times three hundred and eight and forty shalt thou make complete, when, taking thee by force, an ill-starred fate shall come upon thee, and complete thy name. Ah me! I, the thrice wretched, shall I see sometime that day to thee destructive, Rome, but to all Latins most? It honors him with counsels who goes up on Trojan car, with hidden children from the Asian land, having a fiery soul. But when he shall cut through the isthmus, looking wistfully, moving against all, passing over the sea, then shall dark blood pursue the mighty beast, and a dog chase the lion which destroys the shepherds. And then shall they take away his scepter, and to Hades he shall pass. And unto Rhodes shall come an evil last but greatest. There shall also be for Thebes an evil conquest afterwards. And Egypt shall perish by the wickedness of rulers. And he who, being mortal, even so escaped headlong destruction afterwards, thrice blessed was, even four times happy man. And Rome shall be a room, and Delos dull, and Samos sand. Later again thereafter there shall come an evil to the Persians for their pride, and all their insolence shall come to naught. And then a holy land of all the earth, having raised up the dead, shall wield the scepter unto all ages. Thrice then unto Rome will the Most High bring pitiable fate, and unto all men, and by their own works they'll perish. But they would not be persuaded, which would have been much more to be desired. But when forthwith there shall increase for ill an evil day of famine and of plague and of intolerable battle din. Even then again the former daring lord shall, having called the senate, counsel take, how he shall utterly destroy. 
Dry land shall bloom together with the leaves appearing, and the heavenly firmament shall bring to light upon the solid rock rainstorm and flame, and much wind on the land, and over all the earth a multitude of poisonous sowings. But with shameful soul shall they again act, fearing not the wrath of God or men, forsaking modesty, longing for, and greedy tyrants and violent sinners, false, insatiate, workers of evil, and in nothing true, destroyers of faith, on foul speech, in false words. They shall have no fill of wealth, but shamelessly they will strip off still more. Under the rule of tyrants they shall perish. The stars shall all fall forwards in the sea, all one by one. Yet shall men see in heaven a brilliant comet, sign of much distress about to come, of war and battle strife. Let me not live when the gay woman reigns. But then, when heavenly grace shall reign within, and when the holy child shall crush with bonds the mischievous destroyer of all men, opening the depth to view, and suddenly the wooden house shall cover mortals round. But when the generation tenth shall be within the house of Hades, afterwards the mighty sway of one of female sex, and God himself shall increase many evils when she with royal honor has been crowned, and altogether then an impious age. The sun obscurely looking shines by night, the stars shall leave the sky, and with much storm a hurricane shall desolate the earth, and there shall be a rising of the dead. The running of the lame shall be most swift, the deaf shall hear, the blind shall see, and those that talk not shall talk, and to all shall life and wealth be common. And the land alike for all, divided not by walls or fences, shall bear more abundant fruits and fountains of sweet wine and of white milk and honey it shall give. And judgment of the immortal God, great King, but when God shall change times, winter producing summer, then shall be oracles all fulfilled. But when the world has perished, Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior, cross, and the earth shall perspire, and there shall be the sign of judgment. And from the heaven shall come the king, who for ages is to be, present to judge all flesh and the whole world. Faithful and faithless mortals shall see God, the Most High, with the saints at the end of time. And of men bearing flesh he judges souls upon his throne, when sometime the whole world shall be a desert and a place of thorns. And mortals shall their idols cast away, and all wealth. And the searching fire shall burn earth, heaven, and sea, and it shall burn the gates of Hades' prison. Then shall come all flesh of the dead to the free light of the saints, but the lawless shall that fire whirl round and round for ages. Howsoever much one did in secret, then shall he all things declare. For God shall open dark breasts to the light, and lamentation shall there be from all and gnashing of teeth. Brightness of the sun shall be eclipsed, and dances of the stars. He shall roll up the heaven, and of the moon the light shall perish and he shall exalt the valleys and destroy the heights of the hills, and height no longer shall appear remaining among men, and the hills shall with the plains be level, and no more on any sea shall there be sailing. For the earth shall then with heat be shriveled, and the dashing streams shall with the fountains fall. The trumpet shall send from heaven a very lamentable sound, howling the loathsomeness of wretched men and the world's woes. And then the yawning earth shall show Tartarian chaos, and all kings shall come unto the judgment seat of God, 
and there shall out of heaven a stream of fire and brimstone flow. But for all mortals then shall there be a sign, a distinguished seal, the wood among believers, and the horn fondly desired, the life of pious men. But it shall be stumbling block of the world, giving illumination to the elect by water in twelve springs, and there shall rule a shepherding iron rod. This one, who now is in acrostics, which gave signs of God, thus written openly, the Savior is, immortal King, who suffered for our sake. Him Moses typified when he stretched out holy arms, conquering Amalek by faith, that the people might know him to be elect and honorable before his father God, the rod of David, and the very stone which he indeed aid promise, and in which he that believes shall have eternal life. For not in glory, but as mortal man, shall he come to creation, pitiable, unhonored, without seemly form, to give hope to the pitiable. And he will give fair form to mortal flesh, and heavenly faith to those without faith. And he'll give fair form to the man who was fashioned from the first, by the holy hands of God, and whom, by guile, the serpent led astray unto the fate of death, to go and knowledge to receive of good and evil, so that leaving God, he serves the ways of mortals. For at first, receiving him as fellow counselor from the beginning, the Almighty said, Let both of us, O Son, make mortal tribes, stamping them with the impress of our image, I now by my hands, and thou by the word in after time shalt for our form provide, that we may jointly cause it to arise. Keeping in mind this purpose, he shall come to the creation, to a holy virgin, bringing the likeness antitypical, baptizing with water by the elders' hands, and by the word accomplishing all things, and healing every sickness. By his word the winds shall he make cease, and with his foot shall calm the raging sea, walking thereon in peaceful faith. And from five loaves of bread and a fish of the sea live thousands men, shall he fill in the desert, and then taking all the remaining fragments for the hope of peoples, shall he fill twelve baskets full. And the souls of the blessed he shall call, and love the pitiable, who, being mocked, beaten, and whipped, shall evil do for good, desiring poverty. He who perceives all things, and sees all things, and hears all things, shall search the heart and bear it to conviction. For of all things is he himself the ear, and mind, and sight, and word that maketh forms, to whom all things submit, and he preserves them that are dead, and every sickness heals. Into the hands of lawless men, at last, and faithless, he shall come, and they will give to God rude buffetings with impure hands and poisonous spittle with polluted mouths, and he to whips will openly give then his holy back, for he unto the world a holy virgin shall himself commit, and silent he will be when buffeted, lest anyone should know whose son he is, or whence he came, that he may talk to the dead. And he shall also wear a crown of thorns, for of thorns is the crown and ornament elect, eternal. They shall pierce his side with a reed, that they may fulfill their law. For of reeds shaken by another spirit, or nourished inclinations of the soul, of anger and revenge. But when these things shall be accomplished, of thee which I spoke, then unto him shall every law be loosed, which from the first by the decrees of men was given because of disobedient people. He'll spread his hands and measure all the world. But gall for food and vinegar to drink they gave him, 
this inhospitable board they'll show him, but the curtain of the temple shall be asunder rent, and in midday there shall be for three hours dark, monstrous night. For it was no more pointed out again how to serve secret temple and the law, which had been covered with the world's displays when the Eternal came himself on earth, and into Hades shall he come announcing hope unto all the saints, the end of ages and the last day, and having fallen asleep, the third day he shall end the lot of death. Then from the dead departing he shall come to light, the first to show forth to the elect a beginning of resurrection and wash off by means of water of immortal spring their former wickedness, that, being born from above, they might be no more enslaved to the unlawful customs of the world. And first, then openly unto his own, shall he as Lord in flesh be visible, as he before was, and in hands and feet exhibit four marks fixed in his own limbs, denoting east and west and south and north. For of the world so many royal powers shall against our exemplar consummate the deed so lawless and condemnable. Daughter of Zion, Holy One, rejoice, who hast suffered many things. Thy king himself mounted upon a foal is hastening on. Behold, meek he shall become, that he may lift our slavish yoke, so grievous to be born lying upon our neck, and many annul our godless laws and bonds compulsory. Know thou thy God himself, who is God's Son. Him glorify and hold within thy heart, from thy soul love him, and extol his name. Put off thy former friends and wash thyself from their blood, for he is not by thy songs nor by thy prayers appeased, nor does he give to perishable sacrifices heed, being imperishable. But present the holy hymn of understanding mouths, and know who this one is, and thou shalt then behold the Father. And then shall all the elements of the world abide in solitude, air, earth, sea, light, of gleaming fire, and heavenly sky, and night, and all days into one shall run together, and into outward form all desolate. For from heaven shall the stars of light all fall, and there shall fly no longer in the air the well-winged birds, nor stepping beyond the earth, for wild beasts shall all perish nor shall be voices of men, nor of beasts, nor of birds. The world shall hear no serviceable sound, being disordered. But a mighty sound of threatening shall be the deep sea sound aloud, and swimming trembling creatures of the sea shall all die, and no longer on the waves shall sail the freighted ship. And earth shall groan blood-stained by wars, and all the souls of men shall gnash with their teeth of the lawless souls, both by loud crying and by fear, dissolved by thirst, by famine, and by plague and murders, and they shall call death beautiful, and death shall flee away from them. For death no more, nor night shall give them rest, and many things will they in vain ask God who rules on high, and then will he his face turn openly away from them. For he to erring men gave in seven ages for repentance signs by the hands of a virgin undefiled. All these things in my mind God himself showed, and all that have been spoken by my mouth will he accomplish. And I know the number of the sands and the measures of the sea. I know the inmost places of the earth and gloomy Tartarus. I know the numbers of the stars and the trees and all the tribes of quadrupeds and of the swimming things and flying birds and of men who are now and of those yet to be and of the dead. 
For I myself the forms and mind of men did fashion, and right reason did I give, and knowledge taught. I, whom formed eyes and ears, who see and hear, and every thought discern, and who within am conscious of all things, I am still. And hereafter will convict, and punishing what any mortal did in secret, and upon God's judgment seat, coming and speaking unto mortal men. I understand the dumb man, and I hear him that speaks not, and how great the whole height from earth to heaven is, and the beginning and end I know, who made the heaven and earth, for all things have proceeded from him, things from the beginning to the end he knows. For I alone am God, and other God there is not. They, my image formed of wood, treat as divine, and shaping it by hand, they sing their praises over idols dumb with supplications and unholy rites. Forsaking the Creator, they were slaves to lewdness. Men possessing everything bestow their gifts on things which cannot aid, as if they for my honors deemed these things all useful, with the smell of sacrifice filling the feast, as if for their own dead. For they, flesh and bones full of marrow, burn offering on altars, and they pour out blood to demons, and they kindle lights to me, the giver of light. And as to a god that thirsts, do mortals drunken pour out wine, for naught to idols that can give no aid. I have no need of your burnt offerings, nor your libations, nor polluted smoke, nor blood most hateful. For in memory of kings and tyrants, they will do these things unto dead demons, as to heavenly beings, performing service godless and destructive. And godless, they their images call gods, forsaking the Creator, having faith that from them they derive all hope and life, deaf and dumb, in the evil putting trust. But they are wholly ignorant of good. Two ways did I myself before them set, of life and of death, and before them set judgment to choose good life. But they themselves hastened to death and to eternal fire. Man is my image, having upright reason. For him a table pure and without blood make ready and with good things fill it up, and give the hungry bread, the thirsty drink, and to the body that is naked clothes from thine own labors with unsullied hands providing. Recreate the afflicted man, and help the weary, and provide for me, the living one, a living sacrifice sowing piety, that also I to thee sometime may give immortal fruits, and light eternal thou shalt have, and fadeless life when I shall prove all by fire. For all things I shall fuse and shall pick out what is pure. Heaven will I roll up and the depths of earth lay open, and then will I raise the dead, making an end of fate and sting of death, and afterward for judgment will I come judging the manner both of pious men and impious. I will set ram close to ram, shepherd to shepherd, calf to calf, for test close to each other, whosoever were exalted, proven by trial, and who stopped the mouth of every one, that they themselves, vying with them that lead a holy life, may likewise bring them into slavery, enjoining silence, urged by love of gain, not proved before me, then shall all withdraw. No longer henceforth shalt thou grieving say, Morrow shall be, nor yesterday has been, not many days of care, nor spring, nor winter, nor summer then, nor autumn, nor sunset, nor sunrise, for a long day I will make, and unto ages there shall be the light longed for of the great Christ Jesus of ages. Thou who art self-begotten, undefiled, true and eternal, measuring by thy power from heaven the fiery blast 
and with rough torch from clashing doth the scepter keep, and calm the crashings of the heavy-sounding thunders, and driving earth into confusion dost hold back the rushing noises, and the fire-blazing scourges thou dost blunt of lightnings, and the vast outpour of storms, and of autumnal hail, and chilling stroke of clouds and shock of winter, for of these each one indeed is marked out in thy mind. Whatever seems good to thyself to do, thy son nods his assent to, having been begotten in thy bosom before all creation. Fellow counselor with thee, former of mortals and creator of life, him with the first sweet utterance of mouth thou didst address. Behold, let us make man in a form altogether like our own, and let us give him life sustaining breath. Him being yet mortal, all things of the world shall serve, and unto him, formed out of clay, we will subject all things. And thou didst speak these things by word, and all things came to pass according to thy heart, and thy command together all the elements obeyed, and an eternal creature was arranged in mortal figure, also heaven, air, fire, and earth and water of the sea, sun, moon, chorus of stars, hills, both night and day, sleeping and waking up, spirit and passion, soul and understanding, art, might and strength, and the wild tribes of living things, both swimming things and fowls, and of those walking, and amphibia, and those that creep, and those of double nature, for acting in accord with his own will, under thy leading, he arranged all things. But in the latest times the earth he passed, and coming late from the Virgin Mary's womb, a new light rose, and going forth from heaven put on a mortal form, and bearing his own news he next addressed the maiden with his voice, O virgin, in thy bosom undefiled, receive thou God. Thus speaking, he inbreathed God's grace on the sweet maiden, and straightway alarm and wonder seized her as she heard, and she stood trembling, and her mind was wild with flutter of excitement, while at heart she quivered at the unlooked-for things she heard. But she again was gladdened, and her heart was cheered by the voice, and the maiden laughed, and her cheek reddened with a sense of joy, and spellbound was her heart with a sense of shame, and confidence came to her. And the word flew into the womb, and in course of time, having become flesh and endued with life, was made a human form, and came to be a boy distinguished by his virgin birth. For this was a great wonder to mankind, but it was no great wonder unto God the Father, nor was it to God the Son. And the glad earth received the newborn babe, the heavenly throne laughed, and the world rejoiced, and the prophetic new appearing star was honored by the wise men, and the babe born was shown in a manger unto them that obeyed God, and keepers of the herds, and goat herds, and to shepherds of the lambs. And Bethlehem, called by God the fatherland, of the word was chosen, and in heart practice lowliness of mind, and cruel deeds hate, and thy neighbor love holy, even as thyself and from thy soul love God and do him service. Therefore we sprung from the holy race of the heavenly Christ are called of common blood, and we restrain and worship recollection of good cheer, and walk the paths of piety and truth. Not ever are we suffered to approach the inmost sanctuary of the temples, nor pour libations to carved images, nor honor them with prayers, nor with the smells much pleasing of flowers, nor with light of lamps, nor yet with shining votive offerings adorn them, nor with smoke of frankincense, 
that sends forth flame of altars, nor do thou, adding unto the sacrifice of bulls and taking pleasure in defilement, send blood of sheep slaughtering outrage, thus to give ransom for penalty beneath the earth, nor by the smoke of flesh-consuming pyre and odors foul pollute the light of heaven, but joyful with pure minds and cheerful soul, with love abounding and with generous hands, with soothing psalms and songs that honor God, we are commanded to sing praise to thee, the all-imperishable and without deceit, all-Father God of understanding mind. Book 9 O world of men wide-scattered, and long walls, the cities huge and nations numberless, throughout the east and west and south and north, divided off by various languages and kingdoms. Other things, the very worst against you, I am now about to speak, for from the time when on the earlier men the flood came, and the Almighty One Himself destroyed that race by many waters. Then brought he in yet another race of men, untiring, and they, setting themselves up against heaven, built a height unspeakable a tower, and tongues of all were loosed again, and on them hurled came wrath of God most high, by which the tower unutterably great fell, and against each other they stirred up an evil strife. And then of mortal men was the tenth race, since these things came to pass, and the whole earth was among foreign men, and various languages distributed, whose numbers I will tell, and in acrostics of the initial letter show the name. And first shall Egypt royal power receive, preeminent and just, and then in her shall many counseling men be governors. Moreover, then a fearful man shall rule, close fighter very strong, and he shall have this letter of the acrostic of his name. Sword shall he stretch out against pious men, and while this one is ruler, there shall be a fearful sign in the Egyptian land, which, gladdening very greatly, shall with corn, souls perishing with famine, then supply. The lawgiver, himself a prisoner, the east and offspring of Assyrian men, shall nourish, and his name, know thou, of the measure of the number ten. But when there shall come from the radiant heaven ten strokes of judgment upon Egypt, then will I again proclaim these things to thee. Memphis, alas, alas for thee, alas, great royal one, the Erythraean sea shall thy much people utterly destroy. Then when the people of twelve tribes shall leave the fruitful land of ruin by command of the immortal, the Lord God himself will also give a law unto mankind. And over the Hebrews, then a mighty king, magnanimous, shall rule, and have a name derived from sandy Egypt, Theban man of doubtful native land, and Memphis, he, dread serpent, will show outward signs of love, and he will watch over many things and wars. Now the tenth kingdom, being twelve times complete, seven besides, and even unto the tenth hundred, others being altogether left behind, then shall arise the Persian sovereignty, and then an evil shall befall the Jews, famine and pestilence intolerable they do not make escape from in that day. But when a Persian shall rule, and a son of his son's son shall lay the scepter down, while years roll round to five hours, 
and to these a hundred more, and thou a hundred nines shall finish, and all things shalt thou repay. And then unto the Persians and the Medes shalt thou be given over as a slave, destroyed with blows by reason of hard fights. Straightway to Persians and Assyrians and to all Egypt shall an evil come, and to Libya and the Ethiopians and to the Carians and Pamphylians and to all other mortals. And he then shall to the grandsons give the royal power, who again snatching the whole earth away shall plunder races for their many spoils, not having fellow feeling. Mournful dirges shall the sad Persians by the Tigris wail, and Egypt water many a land with tears. And then to thee, O Median land, a man of wealth abundant and of Indian birth, shall many evils do, till thou repay all things which thou, possessed of shameless soul, hast done before. Alas, alas for thee, thou Median nation, thou shalt afterwards be servant unto Ethiopian men beyond the land of Meroe. Wretched thou shalt from the first seven and a hundred years complete and put thy neck beneath the yoke. And then an Indian of dark countenance and gray hair and great soul shall afterwards become lord, who shall many evils bring upon the east by reason of hard fights, and he shall treat thee more despitefully and shall destroy all thy men. But when he, the twentieth and the tenth year, shall be king, among them also seven and the tenth, then every nation of a royal power shall be mad and declare their victory, and during three years leave their servile blood. But he shall come again, and every nation of valiant men shall put their neck again under the yoke, serve the king as before, and of its own free will again obey. There shall be great peace throughout all the world, and then over the Assyrians there shall rule a mighty king, a man preeminent, and shall persuade all to speak pleasing things which God ordained according to the law. Then all kings arrogant with pointed spears, timid and speechless, shall before him quail, and him shall very powerful rulers serve because of counsels of the mighty God. For he will carry all things in detail by reason, and all things will he subject. And he, the temple of the mighty God and lovely altar, will himself erect in his might, and will hurl the idols down. And gathering tribes together, both the race of fathers and the helpless little ones, he shall encompass the inhabitants. His name shall have two hundred for its number, and of the eighteenth letter show the sign, but when for rolling decades two and five he shall rule. Going forwards, towards the end of his time, there shall be as many kings as there are tribes of men, as there are clans, as there are cities, and as isles and coasts, and fields and lands that bring forth goodly fruit. But one of these shall be a mighty king, a leader among men, and many kings of lofty spirit shall submit to him, and to his sons and grandsons opulent give portions on account of royal power. Decades of decades, eight ones upon these of years shall they rule, and at last shall end. But when, with cruel Ares, there shall come a powerful wild beast, even for thee, O queenly land, shall wrath spring forth again. Alas, alas for thee, then, Persian land, what an outpouring of the blood of men shalt thou receive when that stronger-minded man comes to thee. Then I'll shout these things again. But when Italian soil shall generate great wonder unto mortals, there shall be moans of young children by a fountain pure, 
in shady cavern, offspring of wild beast that feeds on sheep, who unto manhood grown shall upon seven strong hills with reckless soul hurl many headlong down, in numbers both having a hundred, and their names shall show a great sign to them that are yet to be. And they shall build upon the seven hills strong walls and wage war around them grievous war. And then again shall there be growing up revolt of men around thee, then great land of fine ears, high-souled Egypt. But again I'll cry these things. And yet then shalt receive a great stroke in thy houses, and again there shall be a revolt of thine own men. Now over thee, O wretched Phrygia, I weep in pity, for to thee from Greece, tamer of horses, there shall conquest come, and war and plague by reason of hard fights. Ilium, I pity thee, for there shall come from Sparta and Erinus to thy halls mixed with a deadly sting, and most of all shall she bring thee toils, troubles, grains, and wails, when well-skilled men the battle shall begin, by far the noblest heroes of the Greeks who are to Ares dear. And one of these shall be a strong, brave king, of foulest deeds, he for his brother's sake will go in quest, and they shall overthrow the famous walls of Phrygian Troy, one of the rolling years, twice five, shall be filled with the bloody deeds of savage war, a wooden artifice shall sudden cover men, and on thy knees thou shalt receive this, not perceiving it to be an ambush pregnant with the Greeks, O cause of grievous woe. Alas, alas, how much in one night Hades shall receive, and what spoils of the old man weeping much shall he bear off. But what those yet to come shall be undying fame. And the great king, a hero sprung from Zeus, shall have his name of the first letter of the alphabet. Homewards shall he in order go, and then shall he fall by a treacherous woman's hand, and there shall rule a child sprung from the race and the blood of Assaracus, renowned of heroes, both a strong and valiant man. And he shall come out of the mighty fire of ravaged Troy, fleeing from fatherland by reason of the fearful toil of war bearing his aged father on his shoulders, and also holding his son by the hand, he shall perform a pious work of law, who, looking cautiously about him, cleft the onset of the fire of burning Troy, and hurrying through the multitude in dread, he shall pass over land and fearful sea, and he shall have a trisyllabic name, for the beginning of the alphabet points out this highest man as not unknown, and then a city for the powerful Latins he will raise up, and in his fifteenth year, destroyed by waters in the depths of the sea, shall he lay hold on the event of death. But him, though dead the nations of mankind, shall not forget. For his race over all shall rule hereafter even to Euphrates and river Tigris, throughout the midland of the Assyrians, where the Parthians extended. For those who are yet to come it shall be, when all these things come to pass. And there shall be an old man, minstrel wise, whom all shall among mortals call most wise, by whose good understanding the whole world shall be instructed. For his chapters he according to their power of thoughts will write, and wisely will he write most marvelous things, at times appropriating words of mine measures and verses, for he shall the first my books unfold, and after these things bide them, and unto men bring them to light no more until the end of baneful death and life. But when forthwith these things have been fulfilled which I spoke, yet again the Greeks shall fight with one another, and Assyrians, Arabians, and the quiver-bearing Medes, 
and Persians and Sicilians shall rise up, and Lydians, Thracians, and Bithynians, and they who dwell in the land of fair corn beside the streams of Nile, and among all will God the imperishable put at once confusion. But exceeding terribly shall an Assyrian base-born fiery man come suddenly, possessed of beastly soul, and looking cautiously about him, cut through every isthmus, going against all, and sailing over the sea. Then, faithless Greece, to thee shall happen very many things. Alas, alas for thee, O wretched Greece, how many things thou art obliged to wail! And during seven and eighty rolling years thou shalt the miserable refuse be O fearful battle among all the tribes. Then shall a Macedonian man again bring forth for Hellas woe, and shall destroy all Thrace, and toils of Ares on the isles and coasts, and the war-loving Triballi. He shall among the foremost fighters be, and he shall share that name which shows the sign of numbers ten times fifty. And short-lived shall he be, but behind him he shall leave the greatest kingdom on the boundless earth, but by base spearmen he himself shall fall, while thought to live in quiet as none else. And afterwards shall a great-hearted child of this one rule, beginning with his name, the alphabet. But his race shall pass out. Not of Zeus, not of Amnion, shall they call this one true son, yet still a bastard son of Kronos as they all imagine him. And cities he of many moral men shall plunder, and for Europe shall shoot up the greatest sore. And also terribly will he abuse the city Babylon, and every land the sun looks down upon, and he alone shall sail both east and west. Alas, alas for thee, O Babylon, thou shalt serve triumphs, who was called a queen. Down upon Asia, Ares comes, he comes surely, and shall thy many children slay. And then shalt thou send forth thy royal man, named by the number four, expert with spear among the mighty warriors, terrible, shooting with bow and arrow. And then famine and war shall hold possession of the midst of the Sicilians and Assyrians, but kings of lofty spirit shall embrace the dreadful state of heart-consuming strife. But do thou, fleeing, leave the former king. Be neither willing to remain nor fear to be unhappy, for on thee shall come a dreadful lion, a flesh-eating beast, wild, strange to justice, wearing on his shoulders a mantle. Flee the thunder-smiting man, and Asia all shall bear an evil yoke, and many a murder shall the wet earth drink. But when a mighty city, prosperous Ares of Pella shall in Egypt found, and it shall be named from him fate and death, by his companions treacherously betrayed, for barbarous murder shall destroy this man around the tables when he shall have left the Indians and shall come to Babylon. Thereafter other kings, in a few years, devourers of the people, arrogant and faithless, shall rule each by his own tribe, but a great-hearted hero, who shall glean all fenced Europe, from the time each land shall drink the blood of all tribes, shall forthwith abandon life, unloosing his own fate. And other kings there shall be, twice four men of his race, and the same name to them all. And there shall be a bride of Egypt then, commanding, and a noble city great of Macedonian lord, Queen Alexandria, famed nourisher of cities, shining fair, she alone shall be the metropolis. Let Memphis then unbraid them that command, and peace shall be deep throughout all the world. Then shall the land of black soil have more fruits, and then there shall come evil to the Jews, 
nor shall they in that day make their escape from famine and intolerable plague. But the new world of black soil and fair corn, divine land, shall receive much wandering men. But marshy Egypt's eight kings shall fill up the numbers of two hundred years and three and thirty, yet shall offspring perish not of all of them. But there shall issue forth a female root, a bane of mortal men, betrayer of her kingdom. But they shall, according to their evil deeds, perform their wickedness thereafter, and one here another there shall perish. Son that wears the purple shall cut off his warlike sire, and he himself in turn by his own son, and ere he shall put forth another shoot, he shall cease. But a root shall sprout again thereafter of itself, and there shall be a race beside him growing. For a queen there shall be of the land by Nihilus's streams, which comes down through seven mouths into the sea, and her name very lovely shall be that of the number twenty, and she will demand numberless things and gather up all goods of gold and silver, but from her own men shall treachery befall her. Then again for thee, O dusky land, shall there be wars and battles and great slaughter of mankind. When many over fertile Rome shall rule, examples not at all of happy men, but tyrants, and there shall be of thousands chiefs, and of ten thousands, and the overseers of popular assemblies under law. Then shall the mightiest Caesars bear the rule, ill-fated all their days. And of these last shall for initial have the number ten, last Caesar stretching on the earth his limbs, struck by dire Ares by a hostile man, whom carrying in their hands the youth of Rome shall bury piously, and over him pour out their token for his friendship's sake, rendering a tribute to his memory. But when thou shalt come to an end of time, and hast completed twice three hundred years and twice ten, from the time when he shall rule who is thy founder, child of the wild beast, there shall no longer a dictator be ruling a measured period, but a lord shall become king, man equal to the gods. Then Egypt, know the king that comes to thee, and dreadful Ares of the glittering helm shall surely come, for there shall be for thee, O widowed one, a capture afterwards, for round the walls of thy land there shall be a terrible raging mischief-working wars, but having suffered misery in wars, thou, wretched, shalt thyself flee from above those lately wounded. And then, to the couch, shalt thou come to the dreadful man himself. The wedlock, sharing one bed, is the end. Alas, alas for thee, ill-wedded bride, thy royal power unto the Roman king shalt thou give, and thou shalt repay all things, which thou aforetime didst with masculine hands. Thou shalt give the whole land by way of dower, as far as Libya and the dark-skinned men to the resistless man. And thou shalt be no more a widow, but thou shalt cohabit with a man-eating lion terrible, a furious warrior. And then shalt thou be unhappy and among all men unknown, for thou shalt leave possessed of shameless soul. And thee, the stately, shall the encircling tomb receive, is gone, living within, adapted at the summits beautiful, wrought curiously, and a great multitude shall mourn thee, and the dreadful king shall make a piteous lamentation over thee. And then shall Egypt be the toiling slave, who many years against the Indians bears her trophies, and she shall serve shamefully, and with the river, the fruit-bearing Nile, her tears, for haying gathered wealth, and stone of all good things, a nourisher of cities, 
she shall feed sheep-eating race of fearful men. All to how many beasts, O very wealthy Egypt, thou shalt be booty and spoil, but giving people's laws, and formerly delighting in great kings, thou shalt to peoples be a wretched slave on account of that people, whom of old, piously living, thou lettest to much woe of toils and wailings, and didst put a plough upon their neck, and irrigate the fields with mortal tears. Therefore the Lord himself, the imperishable God who dwells in heaven, shall utterly destroy and send thee on to wailing, and thou shalt make recompense for what thou didst unlawfully of old, and know at last that God's wrath came to thee. But I, to Python and to Panopeus, of goodly towers shall go, and then shall all declare that I am a true prophetess, oracle singing, yet a messenger with maddened soul. And when thou shalt come forward to the books, thou shalt not tremble, and all things to come, and things that were, ye shall know from our words. Then none shall call the God-seized prophetess an oracle singer of necessity. But now, Lord, end my very lovely strain, driving off frenzy and real voice inspired and fearful madness, and give charming song 